Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Hey, you hear that? That's what home field sounds like. It's how you know it's time to go for the win. Gambet DC is your home field advantage for sports betting. Bet from almost anywhere in DC with an easy to use app and convenient betting locations district-wide. Online, in-app, or in-person. Get the home field advantage with Gambet DC. Must be 18 or older to bet, please play responsibly. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. Today we're breaking down West Indies versus England, the third T20 international, the biggest biceps in Barbados for Struckrich, and uh, England are facing an uphill battle. Rovman, Powell, Rob, absolutely love it. Um, that was stunning, wasn't it? Absolutely stunning. I'm not getting mine out, it's too cold here. <laughs> Freezing morning in England. Um, yeah, that was sensational hitting. Uh, 107 off 53 deliveries. He just, he was smacking it at will. The only time he looked like he couldn't hit the ball was when he suddenly realised he was on 97 for about two deliveries. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. But uh, yeah, this we said, didn't we, this West Indies team, we want him to be fun. We want it to be good. We want England to be challenged here. Fun. This is what it is so far. It was... It was, it was just exceptional. It, it mm-hmm. completely changed the dial of the game, of the series. And he's he's been a guy, from what I've seen, that has kind of shown glimpses that he could do this, but never gone on and made 100 in a T20. Kind of, kind of that big sort of moment. But in the lead-up to this, he did play Jamaica versus Ireland and scored 82 not out and took three mm-hmm. for 32. So his last game of cricket is exceptional form. But came in, if you mm. talk about a man with presence at the crease, mm. he had presence at the crease, and he had another P, positivity. Everything Ooh. he did was positive. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he was dominant, wasn't he? It was a sensational innings. It just, when you see a player play a knock like that, only the third West Indian to register a century at T20 Internationals, isn't it, after your, your big boss, Chris Gale, and Evan Lewis, who's uh, missing in this series, obviously. You look at this guy, Robin Powell, and you look at his stats, and you go, okay, it's 34 in games, 26 innings. He's got his 100 now. He's only had 250s before this. How does that happen? Yeah. Cricket is such a weird sport, isn't it? You know, you said he's gone off, he's played some T10s, he's done some other stuff, and he's been smacking the ball around. He was talking about, wasn't he, in the middle, 
apparently the conversation, I wasn't part of this conversation, by the way, I didn't hear this conversation. He told us afterwards in an interview, but he was saying when he was in the middle, who he was batting with, he was just like, just play how you've been playing last three or four, five, six months, whatever. You've, you've been smacking the ball really well. Just go for it. Um, and that's exactly what he did. And uh, yeah, that's it's a career, I don't want to say career-defining innings, but it's, it's one that's going to jettison him uh, into that new uh, section, isn't it? A bit like Romario Shepard. Contracts are going to be coming uh, after that knock um, for Rodman Powell. And uh, yeah, we, this West Indies team needs to start building for the future. He's not a young fella, but he's not a sneaky old fella either, Rodman Powell. So one, hopefully, that they can uh, build around in that middle order. Did you hear Mark Butcher? He hit one of the sixes. I think it went 108 metres. And Mark Butcher didn't say anything other than go, oh, Lord. It's like that's all he could come out with. It was massive. It was. It was. It was quite funny as well, just talking about the commentators. Now you've mentioned Mark Butcher. He was asking about being in the nervous 90s. We had a couple of runs before he gets his 100. And then Steve yeah. Harmison was just like, I'm laughing because you're asking two bowlers that have never got anywhere near nervous 90s. So, <laughs> Uh, yeah, can't can't relate. Steve <laughs> so. Harmison, one of the few bowlers to be near a 99 mile an hour than scoring 99. <laughs> in fact, his brother I saw play against Knotts in a T20 game at Trent Bridge and play one of the worst innings to win a game of all time. Just nicking the ball for four, inside edge for four, 50-odd, won in the game. Was that was it Ben Harmison? Ben Harmison, yeah. Oh, my word. That's random cricketer of the day. Brilliant. Random That's cricket. fantastic. There we go. There we go. Random There's a new segment. Cricketer of the day. Yeah. Ben Harmison. We, we, let's get a jingle going and rate, review, done subscribe it. while you're there. But, yeah, Ben Harmison nicking the ball off. I'm going to find it. One day I'm going to look back. I'm going to find that <laughs> scorecard and go, I was there and it was horrendous, but he won in the game and got 50, 60-odd, whatever it was. Fair Print the scorecard off. That's what I've done to all my international games I've been to. Printed the scorecard. Thank you, Cricket Info. I like what you're thinking there. Um, yeah. Breaking down this game, Rich. Yep. England. Now, selection changed. Sam Billings yes. ill. Yep. Owen Morgan, just before the start of the game, tweets his quadricep, apparently. Um, he tweeted the, his quadricep. quadricep. Tweet, tweeted, he tweeted Oh, it. sorry. I thought you just said he just like sent a message to it. Sorry. <laughs> 140 <laughs> characters quadricep. Um, <laughs> it's completely gone. And we've gone for the rotation on the bowlers. I can kind of understand rotating your bowlers to yep. some degree. It's a back-to-back game followed by this game and then back-to-back at the weekend. So whoever your strongest lineup is that you think you're going to win games of cricket, you need to get it right. Mm-hmm. How right are we <laughs> to have mm. Reese Topley left arm seam, George Garton uh, left arm seam, and Tymel Mills left arm seam? I mean, it's great. I mean, it's great when you see a bit of variation. So when you get like a, a left armer into a predominantly right arm over seam attack, it's like, oh, variation. But I like what England have done here because they've gone, no, actually, we're not going to have two left arms. We're going to have three left arm variations. So then it becomes reverse variation, which basically means there is no variation. And there's no... Yeah, it's a bit silly, isn't it? I, I don't really understand it. But this is what they've gone for. I mean, why not have... Why, what's wrong with George Payne? David Payne, sorry. There's too many Georges. Get David Payne in as well. He's a left armer. Why can't yeah. he play as well? Why can't we have four left armers? Really go for full variation. It um, yeah, it doesn't, make, it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? But it's just about giving players opportunity. But let's think about equality here. Why should left armers be seen as a variation? Why can't they just go and lead an attack? We have four right arm overs in the ashes, don't we? Yep. So why can't we have four or five left arms? You're right. right. Normalise it, Rich. Make it normal. Stand up for left armers. Left, left um, arms yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just said George Garton as well. Debut. Uh, debut for him. Harry Brook debut as well. And Phil Salt. Was it Phil Salt's debut as well in the yeah T20 internationally? He played his ODIs, didn't he? Um, 
So strange, strange selections, wasn't it? But um, more of a question for me, though, and as I was messaging you as the game, why on earth is Phil Salt one of the finest records of strike rate in the first 10 balls of an innings? Why is he batting down at six or seven? Don't know. He was scheduled to be seven, came in at six. Um, Harry Brook came in at seven. Didn't expect Harry Brook to play in this series, but because of the uh, the little niggles and injuries and whatnot, um, he he got himself a little opportunity. But uh, yeah, Phil Salt... um, We'll come on to that in a minute, won't we? Because that's the second innings. But that was a very big surprise to me. And Bant's got the gloves. Bant's got the gloves. Um, when when Garton got selected, I I did it by myself. But I did the the squad re- reveal. Or hey, this is mm. who's playing in this rotated T Twenty International Series to the West Indies. And I can't remember who it was, but someone in the comments turned around and said, "Garton's rubbish. What is he doing?" Oh, okay. um, which is he's fair. Big. We're all he's left armor. Yeah, and people rate quick. players, people don't rate players. But mm. he was very direct. He made a great point. He doesn't rate him. He's gone and played okay. in the Big Bash and didn't didn't live up to probably the expectations some people have got of him because he has got quite mm. a high reputation from domestic T20 blast cricket. Mm. What did you make of his debut? What, what did you look at and go, yeah, that was pretty good? Uh, it's a difficult one to, to properly um, quantify, isn't it? Because he's, he was bowling against somebody that was completely in the zone and completely going after the ball in Rodman Powell. He was also up against Nicholas Peran, who's a very, very talented, ultra-talented West Indian cricketer, yeah. um, who is a little bit overlooked with the likes of Hetmeyer and Evan Lewis, I think. But Peran is, is one of the talents that will take this West Indian team forward in all formats. So he got himself 70 or 43. So when you're bowling against players that are playing so well, playing so aggressively, and everything seems to be coming out the middle of the bat and coming off, it's not easy. So I'm going to give him a slight benefit of the doubt. But good old George Gatton, um, as you like to call him, um, <laughs> one for 57 of his four overs. That's one of the worst um, economy rates, well, you know, figures, should I say, in T20 history. Yeah, for for an English English player, an English? sixth worst in history. Yeah, and um, Jimmy Anderson's the proud owner of the worst figures. Interestingly enough, he's got a lot of records, Jimmy. Yeah. So fair play, he deserves that as well. Um, so yeah, so obviously historically not a good performance for a debut. It's not what he's going to want. But he's yeah, you know, Tim or Mills one for fifty two or four overs. He's in pretty good company there. So. He is. <laughs> So it's, it's, it's not been a strong uh, tournament so far for English bowling figures. I'm going to be polite. I, I think that's fair. Mills going at 13, Livingston going at 14. Um, mm. Questions around Liam Livingston. He he did get a wicket, but won 42 off three overs. Mm-hmm. He was a bit sluggish in the field, and when he was batting, he looked ill. Uh, he had the physio come out to him a couple of oh, times. Really? Okay. Because he, he missed the yeah. first few games mm. not feeling great. So... Mm. Question is, should he have been on the pitch at all? And I know we're a better team with a Liam Livingston in, but an, a sick Liam Livingston? Surely just rest him up and get him ready for the next two games. It's, again, tricky one, isn't it, really? Because it depends who you who else is available in the squad to play. Yes, you could have played one of the... Um... One of the uh, um, one of the bowlers, you know, you could play somebody else, but you wanted to rotate. You want to give Livingston an opportunity. He's probably said, "Yeah, I'm fine. I want to play cricket. I want to play for yeah. England." Um, but just, I mean, Liam Dawson perhaps could have stayed in the team, played a bit higher up. Well, um, that's another but, but, left armour, mate, and I think we're maxed out. <laughs> yeah, but it's more about the batting, isn't it? Because you we're actually at full capacity of batsmen in this squad now. Yeah, um, that's it. There wasn't another one on the bench uh, to bring in for this game, so. I, 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 I'm a bit surprised with all these squads that keep getting picked. 
why we're so short on numbers. We've got COVID knocking around. It's not like Ian Cobain's having a beach holiday in Barbados. Maybe he is. Maybe that's I what wish we've he done. Was. Maybe he's on holiday over there as well, not just over in Australia. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think the squads are a little bit tight, aren't they? Banton has looked okay with the gloves, but he was he was you know he's not a, a long term experienced keeper, is he? So there wasn't that opportunity for a second keeper batsman in there, which maybe that could have been the extra man that they could have had in, gives you an extra batsman as well. A little bit short, aren't we? I think that's the way of putting it. And Livingston, yeah. In the field, it was weird. There was that one that took a weird bounce, or it yeah. allegedly took a weird bounce. But when I looked at the replay, it didn't really look like it did much. Maybe it did. Maybe it was just a weird angle. It was not very good for him. But he did take a nice catch after that. So, um, yeah, not the Livingston you want to see. But um, but now, Reese Topley, three games in. Um, he's fit, good. healthy. He's mm-hmm. he's pretty useful with the ball, isn't he? He's, he seems breaking that news. His height, his bounce. He doesn't do loads with it, but he's just mm. there. It's a it's a heavy white ball. He's added two pounds to it. He's making it difficult <laughs> to bat, and he's bowling pretty well. He's bowling a flint off ball, is he? He is good he's at the, the old off ball from left left armor, left armor, left armor, left armor, left arm. Yeah, he's looking good. He's taking his opportunity. He's. Uh, I was reading something where he's talking about the, the rehab of injury and the impacts that has, which is something I'm very interested in. And he was talking about how he's. It's not like he doesn't care. He's not got um, ambition and all the rest of it. But he just puts things in context more now. He, you know, when he's going through all these, you know, the surgeries and the stress fractures, etc., in his back. He was just thinking, I'd love to bowl, you know, four overs, none for 40 yeah. or one for 40. You know, just have one of those days. At least you're out there. And it, it, so many people don't appreciate sport enough, in my opinion. And it takes sometimes an injury. And I'm not saying Topley didn't appreciate it, but just people in general. I don't think they quite appreciate sport and playing it at a good level until they actually miss time. Yeah. Um, and then you start understanding what you've got. And then it frustrates you even more when you look at people not quite putting the work in, maybe not quite getting themselves right and ready to play um, cricket at any level, but certainly international level. And Topley, is, is, he's, he understands all that now. He understands what it means. And he's playing with a lot more, re, you know, relaxed shoulders. You know, he's coming in a, a much, much nicer, isn't he, to bowler. So it's really lovely to see him take this opportunity. And I don't want to get ahead of things, but wouldn't it be fantastic if he could go on and play different formats as well? It he would, started it, doing it in the summer, didn't he, with Red Bull? It would be really, really good. So uh, fingers crossed for him if he can continue this. And we need him to at the moment because everyone else is getting tapped all over the park. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal, actually. 224 for five. I think mm. England have only chased more than that once um, coming, coming into one of these T20 contests. Yeah. And to be fair, they gave it a pretty good show on a ground where I think yeah. the highest chasing number had been about 150. I thought England did pretty well. But, mm, yeah, my, my, rec, rec, you, go you go, you go. No, I was just going to say, it was, by the way, it was a record score against England, wasn't it, for West Indies? Was it? Ah. Yeah. But nicely done from the young lads. So mm. my but is we, we've had <laughs> the senior players in the top order not performing for the first couple of T20s. Mm-hmm. Jason Roy, 19 off 16, really struggling to get going. He hit a six and then he skews one and he's mm-hmm. caught out. And the thing I like about Jason Roy is I can feel his frustration when he gets out because he just <laughs> believes so much. He's full of such self-confidence that he can go and achieve and do these great things. So I think there's a score for Jason Roy in this series. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a meaningful for one in England. They're going to win 3-2. Mm-hmm. James Vince still hasn't convinced me he's a number three at T20 oh. international cricket. He's been very good in the Big Bash previously. Mm-hmm. And Moeen Ali is 
in a really difficult bit of form with the bat. But I think mm. kudos needs to be given to this West Indian bowling attack who have targeted wide, outside off stump, because he doesn't move his feet. It's uh, sticking in the ground. I'm being polite here. He's just getting out outside off stump, not moving his feet <laughs> that early. But he's in a bit of bad form. And there's calls on Twitter that the great Moeen Ali should not be in this England T20 uh, unit. What are your thoughts on that, Richard? Hmm. Well, in this squad at the moment for this tour, then I, I struggle to understand why that would be a good idea. Um, who, who's going to play instead of him? I think that's the He's thing, isn't it? He's a good player, isn't he? He's just he a good is. Player. And, and it's the old thing, isn't it? It's very short memories. I mean, you know, yeah. first game, we do remember that England got absolutely smashed by nine wickets. But do we remember the outcome of the second T20, which was on Sunday, where England won? Yes, by only a margin of one win. But a certain Moen Ali was man of the match. Yeah. Um, so are we saying players have got a, literally a one-run game now? So yeah. once you know, man of the match last game, forgotten. This game didn't play very well. Get him out of the settle. I think that's a pretty ridiculous take, to be honest. Um, no disrespect to anyone that holds that take, but it's wrong <laughs> at the moment. But when, when we get away from this series and we start looking towards the next series, which I'm sure will be around the corner, and I can't think what it is at the moment, then maybe you could start introducing others but you've got you've got to have somebody or other players absolutely banging the door down demanding that spot before you start dismissing players that have got vast experience and I was pleased something we spoke about last time was saying about maybe this is a good opportunity for Owen Morgan to step back rest relinquish the captaincy role and give other players some experience it was very notable that Moen Ali got that captaincy um, which I thought was a really really good moment and he looked so nervous at the task when he was trying to say the, uh, discuss who the team was and we, we can all imagine that, you know, captaining a team for the first time or one of the first times, it's a nervy moment, isn't it? So, you know, I, 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 you, he's got, got great experience. changes as well to try and remember, try and remember who played the last exactly. game and who's coming in next. When you're probably thinking about when this batsman's on and bring on this bowler and have this field yeah. set and it just, yeah, very, very difficult. But I think yeah. overall, the overarching feeling about this batting unit in this series mm. has been one of, a little bit of disappointment, but yeah. after a ropey first game, Tom Banton looked good in the second game, played mm -hmm. some nice shots, kind of worked yeah. his game out and how he's going to score these runs. And this game, 73 off 39 balls, six mm -hmm. sixes. He looked an international cricketer. Yeah, it's a shame he couldn't have gone on a little bit longer, isn't it? You know, the way we'll talk about Phil Salt in a minute, but the way Salt went on towards the end of the innings, if we could have just married uh, Banton and Salt up and had them together for a while, then we could have probably won this game. You know, Livingston maybe not at his best at the moment, maybe not 100% fit. Um, so we're not getting the right performance out of him at the moment. But Bantam was exceptional, really striking the ball cleanly, especially across the line. Um, I was impressed, really was. And I was quite impressed with his glove work as well. He looked pretty tidy behind the stumps. I know it's a, it was a simple catch, as we say, but when there was a steepler straight up in the air off one of the players, and I forget who it was, he took, it just made it look like the easiest catch in the world. And that's a good sign from a keeper. Yeah. You know, you don't want people flapping around. He tracked the ball well, got his feet under it, got his head up, got his hands under it and took a lovely easy catch. Made it look easy. That's a good sign. Um, so, yeah, just going on, Vince, I, I struggle with Vince. I really do. I always have done. I, I think he's such an ultra-talented cricketer. But in, it's saying, you know, in test side, he'll make 16, 20, 25. It's all the same. Yeah. And he'll nick off. T20s, he'll make 16, as he did today, off you know nine balls, 20, 25, whatever it might be. And he'll you know he'll, he'll took it away I need to see that he's progressed as a cricketer ODIs he got his 100 last year huge happy with him in that format I think that's probably the right format for him it's that balance of taking his time 
and having the ability to accelerate. Yeah. T20 just feels a bit forced maybe from him. It's not quite his natural game uh, to go from absolute ball one. Um, yeah, but Phil Salt, 57, Rob, what's he doing down at six? I, I don't know, mate, but uh, Ian Bishop stole my line and it's not a surprise. He said it was a salt out there. And I was assault. like, Ian, you didn't watch the video, but I said exactly the same thing a couple of weeks ago on his <laughs> performance in franchise cricket. But it, it was exceptional. It's probably one of the most exciting debuts of an England batsman who's performed on debut I don't want to say his name on the podcast, but I can't remember being this excited for a player coming into England, performing day one. Yeah. Kevin, uh, we're not talking about that. Anyway, Phil, we're talking about Phil Sol. We're not talking about that moron. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but it, it was good and it was hard hitting. Yeah. It was um, picking the right balls and the right shot to the balls that's being bowled at you. And even going into the last over where we needed... At one point, we needed 36 off six. He hit two, uh, two sixes on the bounce. Mm. I was glued. I was absolutely yeah. glued going, Salt's the man. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I am all in on Salt. 100%. 100%. I grew up around Barbados, didn't he? Um, his family went over there when he was a youngish lad. Um, he then lived over there and schooled over there before he came back to England around 16 on a cricket scholarship. So he knows the conditions. He knows the place. And it's a big deal for him playing some cricket out here. Um, I just, I would have personally, if you're bringing him in the team, I'm not, you know, Tom Bantam is exceptional, but especially because he had the gloves, there would have been no harm whatsoever in the world in dropping Bantam down to three. I always want, in a T20 team, I want one, two and three to be strikers of the ball, real strikers of the ball. And then maybe your four and five can be the ones that work it around a little bit more. And then you've got the power again. And if you need to, the power can come up the order um, if, if, uh, if you've not lost many wickets. But I just don't see the point in him being down there. Yes, you know, you could say it nearly worked because you had him in there for the chase. But what could he have done if he was in the order uh, much earlier? You know, him and Banton going together maybe, or if Roy had gone on. Yeah, highest strike rate in the game as well. And that's after you've talked about Rodman Powell smacking the absolute lever off, off a cricket ball um, for his 100. So that puts it into context. More to come from him, a lot more to come from him. And it's gonna, this is what we need in England settles. We need players like him and Banton starting to perform to put pressure on the likes of Roy, Bairstow, whoever else is going to be opening up or at the moment opening up in this T20 team. It's time for the young guys to start stepping forward, putting pressure on the more established players, raising their game. That's what we want, isn't it? First and foremost, raise the game of the established players, make sure that they don't lose their spots. But if they do, we have players banging and kicking the door down. That's exactly yeah. what we need. Yeah, I, li I like that, mate. I like the thought of people two o'clock in the morning coming in half drunk, knocking doors down like, I want to play. Mate, you've yeah. had a few beers. Have a sleep. We'll talk about it yeah. tomorrow. Um, Harry Brooks' <laughs> debut, 10 off 13, Rich, 76 strike rate, got out in the 17th over trying to accelerate. Yep. I feel like I didn't learn anything about Harry Brook, the player, um, from this but what can you do other than no. if he goes and scores 20 or 30 at that stage you go oh Harry Brook at seven yeah he doesn't play at seven and this is where no. it's hard for England people no. are playing out of position to what they're yeah. used to so it's not a natural position for them to come and try and implement their skills straight off the bat absolutely yeah and that's it's just a bit of a strange um lineup wasn't it and it was it was more forced upon them through injury uh, with the batting lineup bowling was more rotation but batting was more injury dictating yeah. wasn't it so it, it wasn't quite right. It's not a great opportunity for Harry Brook in some respects, but he's, he's, he's got his cap. He's, he's up and running now. He'll be what he'll want more of a taste of it. Won't he? He'll be wanting to be back in for the next game, whether he is or not is another question, but 
it's good to see. It's good to see we need to get these young players. It might be that Harry Brook becomes a test cricketer or it might be becomes a one-day international star, but you need to get them exposure and experience at this level in different conditions as soon as possible. Um, so it's really good that the fact that you know, people like Brook, Salt, etc., Banton, are starting to get that exposure and experience. So regardless of what he did today, you know, if he if, if he you know puts it over the the guy's head uh, at long on, he, he's sixteen off fourteen or is it sixteen off thirteen? Sorry. So we look at it differently. But you know, he's up and running. But hey, he's a talented young cricketer. He'll take a lot away from this. Uh, but it just wasn't for him today. It's yesterday. a game of inches, Rich. Life's a game of inches. <laughs> Any given Sunday. Right. Oh, oh, I should have known we're that. There, we're there. So two one. Going into yep. a double header this weekend, presumably England will make changes, Rich, and they will bring back in your Chris Jordans, probably Saki Mahmood as well. Reese Topley might even get the straight run through and be the why not um, five. Why can't someone play five T Twenty internationals anymore? Resting rotations. I'm just <laughs> stopping myself mid sentence. Going five T Twenty internationals, like resting rotation for five T Twenty internationals, Rich. I feel it's, that's it's, a topic now that we just need to go yay or nay. Like it's five games. It's, tw- it's twenty overs in a week. It's fine. Oh. It's fine. You can do it. You can do it. And it's a good test for him as well. I think it'd be a good test for Reese Topley, and it'd be a good test, you know, in, for himself as well to, to pr- prove that he can uh, hold up over a period of time. I think it's quite nice how to spread this out. We've got a couple of games, a couple of days rest, game, a couple of days rest, a couple of games. Yeah. So it's it's quite nicely balanced out um, as a series. Yeah, why not? Give him another game. Just need to say, actually, just to give, um, just to make uh, George Garton debutant one for 50, 57 off his four feel a little bit better. Romario Shepherd, yes, he got three wickets, but he went for 59 off his four. 59. I just want to make that makes a difference. Yeah, he, he did, he did. But, but going for 59, if George Garton wants a little, uh, little win there, he can say, well, I didn't go for the most runs to die off my four. <laughs> right, mate. We are 25 minutes in. Which means we are into five good minutes to wrap us up. The newly added feature to the podcast, which Ooh. everyone's been enjoying. Everyone who's messaged me have gone, I love five good minutes. Um, really? Wow. Not sure if it's going to take five minutes here, Rich, but we're going to give it a go. We are Better do. setting the clock, which I think is a very good addition. And on the YouTube one, I will show the five-minute clock time at this time. Rich, are you ready? Yes, but I want it to. I want it to stay at the five minutes. Just cut us off if we uh, if we go past. Mm. Cut us off. You lose a point. Right. Ooh. Three, two, one, go. County age grade cricket is pricing kids out of the game. Matt Price says it costs a thousand pounds for a kid to play the game. Question mark. Is this a massive issue? And should kids have to pay? Yes, it's a massive issue. And no, of course, they shouldn't pay. And that's a very expensive subs. I only pay about fiver. <laughs> What are so, they doing? What are they doing? I know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's farcical. But this is what happens, though. Club cricket has been channeled into certain, only certain clubs, and it's only certain clubs that get players representing into county level. It's a really easy job for counties to just look at certain clubs and not have to cast the net as far away, far and wide as possible. It's, it is absolutely ludicrous, because all you're getting is the people that can afford it and they've got the family or parents that are willing to drive them all over and have all that money to spend you're cutting off so many people in this, you know, in the country that could potentially go out and play cricket for England one day. Natural, talented, rather than just the ones that have got all the kit. What's the old saying, Rob? All the gear? No idea. Exactly. Uh, all, all the kit. <clears throat> um, South Africa, <laughs> India. 
South Africa mm. beat them 3-0 in the one-day international series, 2-1 in the test series. Question mm-hmm. mark, Rich. Have India peaked with this current crop of players? <laughs> I'm not answering that. There's <laughs> no way in the world I'm answering that. Um, India will carry on forever to be with the greatest side ever and will never lose a game of cricket. Um, but if, if, if there's no Indian cricket fans listening, um, I, I think they've got a bit of time yet. There's still some talent in this squad. They've, they've still got players that they can bring in one or two here and there. But um, it's, it's, it was an important series uh, in both setups for South Africa, I think. I think that's more to the point in this one. I think India maybe just maybe just got to the end of a run at the moment. They need a bit of rest, come back strong. But no, I don't think their demise is quite on the cards just yet. Players skipping the IPL. Root, Stokes, Archer and Mitchell Stark, all due to skip the IPL, due to Red Bull commitments. Is this a new trend that could take off? Long live Red Bull cricket. Long live Red Bull cricket. I think it needs to. I think certain players, the important players of Red Bull cricket, need to express, you know, by maybe not joining in every IPL, to show the world that actually we do see it as important and we do see it as a priority. These boys have got a lot of money already now. You know, fair enough going to one or two IPLs, but when you've been to a few... I mean, how much money do you need, lads? You know, no one's telling you to retire from the world when you hit 35 and finish playing cricket. You can carry on working, you can invest, you can do whatever you want. So, um, yeah, I think it's sensible. Have the best career for you, not just fill your bank account. Afghanistan have beat Zimbabwe 3-0, Rich. Do we now class Afghanistan as not a minnow? Good stuff. Well done. Um, uh, depends what format. Uh, they need more exposure in test cricket. One day, uh, you know, white ball stuff, absolutely not a minnow anymore. Quality team, uh, test match, still still, still in the paddling pool. Work in progress. Um, first class Red Bull shuffle. Five rounds of first class cricket to be held in the middle of summer. <gasps> Who would have oh. thought it? ECB have come out and said they need to get the balance right. It's taken them to hit rock bottom to make this change. Lip service or a good step in the right direction? I will believe it when I see it. Get the fixture list out for next summer and I'll believe it. But until then, it's, it's just deflecting questions at the moment. There's a lot of pressure on the ECB. Not fit for purpose ECB. Um, so I think they're trying to do all they can to maintain their positions. Going back to the money about the kids in, in county setups, 2.1 billion, was it? Paid out with as a bonus to the ECB? That's where your money is. Get the money back into the game and stop talking up to nonsense. I like it. One minute, 20 left, Rich. Super Smash final kicks off in New Zealand on Saturday. Yeah, pass that to me. I know all about that. Yeah, no problem. Eight and one Northern District (laughs) against a seven and two Canterbury. Going in in a a game that features Latham, Henry, Bolt, Sodi, Colin de Grandhomme, Mitch Sandler. Is this the best locally talented final in domestic cricket? Sure, why not? It makes me feel good just hearing you say <laughs> you that. Tell big, yeah, <laughs> you tell yes, me. Yes, yes, it is. Um, big Bash final, Sixers versus Perth. Top two teams in the competition going head-to-head at the end. Who wins? Pick a team. Scorchers, Sydney Sixers. Um, I've not followed this competition much as I should have done. And that's my, I'm losing out here. But Dan Christian plays for the Sixers. All Dan Christian does is win T20 competitions around the world. So I can't look past the Sixers, even though he's a little bit short of players. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get the text? <laughs> no, I didn't. But if anyone hasn't seen it, Dan Christian's tweet, shout out to anyone, no test cricketers, 
Melbourne that wants a game of cricket tomorrow night. My team's struggling to get 11 COVID-free fit players on the park. Warm-up starts 6.30 at Marvel Stadium. Free beer afterwards, potentially out of a large cup. DM if keen. So, <laughs> Ian Cobain, get involved if you're not already. <laughs> Cobain will get a job anywhere, mate. He's well worth his money. And that, my friend, is five good minutes in four minutes and 58 seconds. Give or take 10 seconds either way. Um, mm. Lovely stuff, Rich. Two, two games to go. We'll catch up again once those two games are finished over the weekend. We'll come back. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on the South African team as well. We'll talk mm-hmm. through that. There's Simon Harmer coming back into the team. There's a lad that was playing for Alderton in the uh, in the oh. Nottinghamshire leagues as well, getting the game. Mm-hmm. So plenty of good stuff going on. Also, under-19s England, good luck to them, through to the semi-finals of the under-19s. So uh, let's see if they can go and get a win first one since 1988, I think. Ooh, happy days. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.